Welcome to Reactive. My name is Khalil, and I'm here with Henning. Hello, hello. Hello, How hello. I'm very good. Unfortunately, there Thanks. is no Raquel today because she was kidnapped by a raccoon, and uh, it's holding <laughs> her in a gold palace. She's 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 fine. She's been taken care of. It's a very humane raccoon, um, and we're currently in negotiations to get her back. What does he so, want? What does he so want? far, I think I got him down to like four packets of peanuts and a banana or something. <laughs> um, All right. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm just, I'm just going to take a little bit more time to try to get him down a little more. Cause I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's unreasonable. <laughs> it's unreasonable. Like you can't, can't do that. <clears throat> yeah. But um, yeah. hopefully we'll have her back in a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Where is this gold palace? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, this is not oh. funny, Henning. Okay? Yes. Very serious matter. And Sorry. after this podcast I immediately have to get back onto uh, on my phone to talk to call him. So <laughs> to talk to the raccoon. I just have this picture in my head of the raccoon from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> That's this this type of uh, raccoon for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh boy! Difficult to deal with, but I can yeah. handle it. I can handle it. Good, excellent. Yeah. So other than that, what what have you been dealing with? I I think you're back at work this week. Back right? at work, yeah. So um, back into a good old Angular code. And, nice. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> Not so nice. <laughs> No, it's it's actually all right. It's actually all right. We have this huge forum uh, that I've been talking about uh, a couple of times already. It's a big, big forum, and um, we're making changes to it. There's uh, so there's uh, yeah. It, we need to add some more features. I have to do with some something like upselling or something like that in order for this registration form to go um, live for all the things. Um, so because because it's like a unified registration form for all the brands, the GameX.de and Web.de and all that stuff, mm -hmm. and um, and it's crazy how complicated it is, you know, like uh, all the validations and the different uh, services that you need to uh, talk to in order to check if this email is available, and and then you know there's different conditions for showing. Um, different options depending on which country you're registering from and uh, what type of service you're registering or what type of, uh, not service, what type of email uh, thing, premium or not, you're registering. And, um, and then so does it have to be localized as well, so different languages? Uh, there is localization, very limited localization because it's all okay. in German speaking countries, but it's okay. different. There's some different things, not language wise, depending if you're in Switzerland or Austria. So it has not, not so much a language language is okay. I think it's the same, but, um, for instance, we have different terms and, and terms and conditions or whatever mm -hmm. it's called, right. Yeah. Uh, depending on the country. And, um, And there's also some different, like different behaviors in the form, and different validations also, because uh, you know, like I, like I think uh, zip codes in Switzerland are shorter, for instance, and you know, like the tiny little details that make your yeah. Life so difficult. do you do you actually like have services where you validate the zip code that make sure that it's correct? 
Yeah, we have so, well, we do it in the browser as well as then also in the back end. Okay. So we want to. But I mean that to like figure out is this actually a valid like does this does this zip code exist? Not not is it just syntactically correct? But do you have like some some back end service where you query to say okay, this is our our current database of the Swiss zip code list and oh, make I, sure that it's correct. I actually, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. This might be. This might be in the backend validation, but definitely not in the front end, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's a tricky one. Uh, zip yeah. codes. We, we, we deal with that with Canada and the US, and mm -hmm. yeah, not so easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's amazing. When you think of a form, you always like, yeah. in your head, it's always something simple, but it really is not simple at all, especially when you're dealing with different brands and different countries. And then um, you also, you know, a capture thing in there that also has to talk to a backend service. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, of course, <clears throat> the different validations. And and then also then the final registration is also a backend service once the form gets sent off. And then what happens, what happens after that is the, does the user get redirected to a, to, to his account or or you know ads or what happens like the redirection it seems it's like super complex um yeah at the end of the day and it takes a lot of time but um yeah we're definitely already live with it into for a certain percentage of people and um low percentage and we're just adding some more features and then when they're when the features are in i think we can go and and have most of the people see that registration mm -hmm. which is uh which is cool i think uh first um um what do you say first data analysis <clears throat> and anal analysis analysis yeah has shown that the conversion is a little better so uh-huh cool that's good yeah i mean it's it's always sort of underestimated especially when you you don't think about you know error handling Or how do you recover from certain situations? What do yeah. you show the user? Um, so I'm, I'm just curious, like, how do you deal, how do you guys deal with, um, uh, like, tracking or error logging oh. in the in the app itself? Like, how, how do you, do you consolidate logs from, from the uh, yeah. Angular app into some, some sort of system? So you know uh, what's happening. I don't know all the details. All I know is that we have we have a tracking service. With, we have um, a backend service that we talk to, and we track almost everything. Mm -hmm. Like everything user does, kind of being is, is being uh, logged away. Mm -hmm. And so lots and lots and lots of little uh, track, da 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 this, and put a time code in and da da da. And um, but how it's like how the backend deals with it and how it's stored and consolidated and stuff i don't know we just we just talk to the service whenever gotcha. we're supposed okay. to you know. yeah how <laughs> close do you work with the teams that that provide the service um not super close they're completely different teams we're not uh mm -hmm. what do you what do you call those teams they're like cross-section teams or something where there's back-end and front-end developers. Those back-end teams that work on those services, they don't only work on services for us, but they also work on services, just general, you know, services for the company or for, for parts of the company. And so those services already existed, 
before anyway. So we're just reusing stuff um, that already existed. I think some of the services we're talking to needed to be adjusted or uh, changed a little bit in order to uh, fit for us or or have all the features we need. Um, and in th those cases, we um, talk to them through a ticketing system or a chat and um, and they let us know when it's done, basically. Okay. Yeah, I'm just curious about sort of those cross collaborations between teams and how how you guys deal it. It's also like front end and back end because it's not it's not always that easy, and it has some has some challenges. So I was just curious how that works. Yeah, I think cool. uh, from what I've heard, best best um, experiences are, are being made when you have cross collaboration teams so basically one team that is that builds one app that consists of backend and front-end developers that sit mm -hmm. in the same room and or at least are in the same team and uh, work on the same stuff yeah yeah i think that makes cool. the most sense is most productive i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. indeed yeah. So All that's right. what's up. Um, yeah, and that's that's about it. I'm just working on that new feature, uh, and it's kind of fun to get back into the code and writing Angular components and trying to make uh, the code a little bit more efficient than it was before. Was I always enjoy that a little refactoring here and there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it's uh, it's cool. It's relaxed, kind of getting into it slowly again. Step cool. by step. Yeah. Um, nice. So, and you, what's happening in the whirlwind that is your job? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I tinkered around a little bit doing some sort of proof of concept uh, stuff. I think I had talked to Raquel only about this particular thing, basically making an SDK for our um, ERP <clears throat> backend. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's actually working quite nicely. So I did just a little CLI app. Um, it was really fun to just, you know, write some code without, I don't know, pressure <laughs> or deadlines and just yeah. tinker, basically. It's just tinkering. And then right. sort of showed a few people. And I think it actually might work without too much um, churn. So because so what we have now is we have several applications that talk to the ERP system directly without going through this gateway that I've mentioned several times. And of course, then you have, you know, code duplication, you have information squirreled away um, in these various apps instead of having it consolidated in one place. But to refactor this now is really, is, is first of all risky and it's a lot of work. And um, so, so the, so the challenge basically is, you know, when you have, when you're, you're in an app and you, t you basically build the SOAP request um, directly and then you um, have some sort of uh, serialization library that translates the XML into objects for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you, so basically you, you have the, the specific object um, at hand and you can work with that and all your code is basically written against that. So now if you want to go and move to a, you know, an API that just returns JSON, or specifically, more specifically in this case, JSON API, now you have to do massive rewrites in your app. So it's not very attractive, right? <laughs> so yeah. the challenge was to figure out, because we still want to put the logic for, for this API stuff or for these calls into a central place. So we can have, you know, 
uh, everybody contributing to the same thing and have better procedures around it, um, deployment, yada, yada, testing. And um, so what I found is this really interesting library that will take, a, in, in our case, a PHP object and will serialize it into JSON with type information. And then on the other end, so yeah, so so basically you can send that over the wire, and then at the other end you can deserialize it with you have to have the objects at hand, of course, or in basically loadable. Um, but it will take that information and basically rebuild the whole thing on that side, which sounds insane, but in this particular case, it's actually a really good sort of uh, intermediate solution where we can at least go from direct access to you know, gated proper API access without too much pain. Hmm. So this is like a great first step, and it's it works remarkably well so far. Hmm. What I've seen is, um, you know, it it feels weird because it's like okay, this is like building soap kind of <laughs> in a roundabout way. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I think it's it's uh, I can justify it to say that you know we can use this as a first step to move away from what we're doing now. Um, and so that, that was fun. And, um, we're actually starting to put that in place on one of the apps now for, for just one call to see how that works. So that's kind of cool. And, um, the other thing, uh, we talked about last week is basically serverless. And, um, what I would like to do now is basically, you know, put some automated testing in place for the endpoints that we're going to publish. And, um, I sort of talked uh, with one of the developers today about that and how we want to do that. Um, and since you know we're writing the the endpoints themselves uh, on Lambda in Node, I figured it might be probably a good idea to just use a Node API testing framework. Mm -hmm. So I did a little poking around and um, not entirely sure yet what what to use there. And maybe you can chime in on this one but basically it seems like it's chai mocha and maybe super tester if you want to go with the tj uh, holloway chuck um version and then there's there's this thing out there called chakram um okay. that seems to be pretty nice it's sort of um bdd uh style stuff um looks pretty good has a nice website at least those are the sort of the two two most common things that I've found just by Googling. And since I've never done this in Node, I really have no idea. I so, looked, we're, uh, so we're talking about unit tests basically, right? It's not really unit tests. It's I actually want to make real actual calls against the API endpoints. So basically saying um, known or, or given that this data is driving the endpoints right now, so I can basically put that in a state that I want to, and I call API, you know, X, whatever, with mm -hmm. these parameters, I expect this to come back and sort of look at the payload, right. make sure the headers are fine, you know, check the the um, the payload for certain key things to make sure that it is the way it's supposed to be. And the same thing, for example, on basically, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like it's really. like unit tests, but with but against the live API. Yeah, and it's it's a. Kind of yes, it's and just, it's sort of at a higher level. It's not units; it's sort of more integration. But still, right. it's like I agree. It is kind of unit both. testing because you're checking for data. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Because I don't know how else we would 
we would do that reliably to make sure that it's behaving the way it is because there's a lot of stuff involved. So those are the sort of the two things that I found. And I found, of course, is it AVA by Sindra Sorhus? But I don't think that that's for API testing specifically. That No, but neither is Chai and Mocha. Okay, maybe you have to do some sort of it's just like additional stuff to get that to work. But I, I, mean, I guess um, I mean, but I think no, I don't think so. I think those work all for APIs. Okay. I mean, unless I didn't, what would you need specifically for APIs? Like, what is the? You just make an HTTP call and then look yeah. at the look yeah. at the res response. Yeah. Ava would be perfect for that because Ava also also understands observables, so you could use observables to call those APIs. Mm. Okay. Nice, maybe. Uh, but also has been uh, making uh, making some uh, what do you call it? Man, my English is. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, is is has been interesting uh, to see. It's been up and coming, or yeah, appeared on the scene, or what, some what rumblings. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> is uh, Facebook's thing uh, jest and oh okay and so they use it for unit testing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't use it against your API because <clears throat> yeah. um, it's really, there's nothing, yeah, I don't <laughs> see what is special about testing an API beside, because like, it's basically like, it's like unit testing, uh, just you're using real endpoints instead of mocks, because yeah, typically exactly. in, in a unit test you would use mocks. Um, But if you want to talk to some to some imaginary backend or whatever, or uh, uh, in this case, you just really talk to the backend. Um, so what is interesting about Jest though is that if you have so there is some intelligence built into it, and it would say um, maybe maybe even something that you could call machine learning a little bit or something that goes into that direction, um, because it. Intellig intelligently tries to rerun so when you have lots of lots and lots and of, uh, lots and lots of tests it will um, when you when you so you when you run the tests I'm just trying to I saw a talk and I was just trying to gather all the little uh, tidbits that I that I um, that stood out for me from that talk. There were some interesting things how they managed to make the tests faster. So their tests are faster, specifically when you have lots of unit tests. Um, or sometimes they just feel faster because what they do is when you run the tests and you have a few tests failing and then you fix something, you rerun the tests, then they will make sure that they run the tests that were failing first for instance, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, little things That's like that. And there were yeah. some clever things, how they were parallelizing stuff and, and anticipating things and stuff like that. So they, they, they use a lot of little tips and tricks in order to speed up their tests. And, and a lot of people have been saying that those tests mm. um, suggest that just performs better for them. So mm, cool. it might be interesting. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. heard of that obviously, but uh Maybe check that out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, cool. Chai and Mocha is definitely you know oldie but goldie. And um, yeah, it was Chai really... Mocha and Super Test. That was, Super I guess, test, the third yeah. thing that's on top of that that supposedly is for maybe REST REST endpoints. Oh, yeah, okay, so maybe that is yeah. more specific to APIs. I have never mm -hmm. heard of Super Test, so I don't know yeah. what, what that is. It's also a TJ thing. So, but, but yeah, is, is he still is he still actively uh, no, maintaining he's been, it? Because he's he's, he's, he's gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vision, yeah, yeah. Well, it seems to be maintained by other people, I guess. Yeah, 
They just commit, I'm sure. 30th <clears throat> of January. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, other than that, still hiring and... Um, yeah, I, here's here's a question from for you. <laughs> so what what I'm trying to do now is determine whether it's a good idea to create a test, and if so, what kind of test? Um, okay. But because what I'm finding is there's a lot of people that I feel like we could, and this sounds cruel, but just weed out and and not have to mm-hmm. like. <laughs> it's terrible. Spend time on talking to. <laughs> um, but it's it's like a fact. Yeah, you don't you know, time, waste is, time. time. That's fine. Time is so freaking limited, and yeah. if there's like certain key things that you can't do, um, you know, or you don't know of, maybe, mm-hmm. or because here's and this is the problem with a test, right? So you could lay something out where you think, well, I could do this in, I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours maybe, which I find is reasonable. So, mm-hmm. But then if, if you have someone that's never done it, but they take the time and it takes them a few days or weekends, yeah. you know, that's still okay. But then it's kind of like, wow, they invested all this time and didn't get paid for it. Because I think we talked about this already at some point. Well, we did last time about, you know, hiring them on as a contractor mm-hmm. and then Raquel had also said, well, you know, you, you shouldn't really have a test that takes them so much time because then the test itself sort of eliminates possibly some good candidates because they simply just don't have time. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. I, I honestly don't it's know true. where I, when I would do it outside of work either at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So, But the thing is, I think but, um, if you really, really – it also it, it speaks to mo- motivation maybe a little bit um, because – if you really want the job, if you're really interested, then you would make time for it, I suppose, maybe, you know? I yeah. don't know. I mean, it really depends on how elaborate the test is. So I'm going to tell, tell you what, we, we also have a test um, at Eins and Eins. So where, mm-hmm. um, when we hire, when we, when we look for people who, um, um, for our team or team adjacent to us, right? We want to, we want to basically make sure or we need somebody who's a little bit more senior when it comes to javascript and you know they 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 can't be afraid of angular they can't be afraid of the command line and you know using angular cli um these kind of things like node uh testing all these kind of things uh, like modern javascript kind of uh development mm-hmm. all that stuff must is a requirement for them to to even be considered right they have to be comfortable with it at least and um and so basically i think i i made that test um i i i i basically wrote the um um requirements for it and it's it's very simple so it's not it's not anything um crazy it's just they have to write a little app and that app is just uh you know pulling pulling from some json uh like generic json service that i found online for for mock data uh pulling a list of of things of articles or something like that and then they have to display those those articles in some sort of a reader right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> and build this little app that just that i can easily you know, I can <clears throat> npm install and then run it, you know, npm start. And then I see the app, I can click on it, I, it works, it has all the things that I want it to have, like favoriting, showing the thing and stuff like that. 
and that's a requirement that they get it to that point basically right and yeah. for for somebody who is who you know can deal with angular cli and can basically scaffold this thing out pretty quickly and then just can just write the the controller code and or the little components they need for uh finishing the app and then it's maybe it takes like two to three hours or something like that maybe I don't know mm -hmm. when they want to write tests or, but most of it gets just scaffolded because we basically tell them use TypeScript, use use modern Angular, use Angular CLI, um, and make that app right. And so, mm -hmm. what was interesting to me, um, so from most of the candidates, they came back with a good solution it was totally acceptable. It's a simple app, but it showed, but it what it did show me was that. Um, You could def you could you could definitely, for instance, see different degrees of enthusiasm when it comes to mm -hmm. to um, building it and and how they were writing what they were writing in the README and and stuff like that and how you know uh, nice the code was and all this kind of stuff. So it it, it gives you pointers in in different directions and um, if and it's 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 um, It, def it definitely conveys something. It's not. It's not something that you can really base your whole hire, you know, on. But it's a nice little. It, it's. It gives you a few signals that you can then use in order to make a decision later. You know, on top of the interviews and everything. And um, and and the. the I But think is the, it something? Is it something that you use to decide whether or not to interview them in the first place, or? Is it just an additional set of signals, like you said? I think I think there is, it is a decision. So that, I think there's a phone interview before, mm -hmm. and then there's that thing, and then if if the result is positive, then they are invited to come for a personal interview. Okay. So so if they if they would fail that test, so if they it would become clear that. They are not comfortable with this kind of modern JavaScript setup. Then mm -hmm. they would be weeded out, basically. So, right. That, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what what I'm sort of getting at. And I think the the key the key word here that is the same for me is modern modern JavaScript, and in my case, modern PHP. Modern because, PHP. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, the the thing is, I think the point of this test is not. Uh, create or create a test that that has a hard programming challenge in there is that they now have to like think over or plan out for five days or something like that right, right. The, ch the challenge also now how it sounds in your case is also just show that you're comfortable with with modern php that's it exactly you yeah. know and that yeah. can be for some and and then it turns out that that challenge in our case for somebody who is comfortable with modern JavaScript, that is a very easy challenge, you know, mm -hmm. and and, yeah. and and I'm sure you could you could come up with something similar. For yeah, it sounds like it's. I was I was sort of thinking along the same lines as do things that are not unreasonably difficult, but if you've never, yeah, if you're not comfortable on the command line. Mm -hmm. You're going to struggle, and you might not even do it. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, and if you haven't, so, if, if you have never heard of, uh, what's the the package manager, the PHP package manager, composer, composer, yeah. like, then you know what are you going to? Yeah. Yeah, because that's that sort of you know I have explicitly in in our job posting stating, 
um, modern PHP using Composer, you know, mm-hmm. which is the package manager. Yeah. And there's people that I get to talk to that get through pre-screening also that they don't even know what that is. Like, okay. Uh, those, sh- those shouldn't be passing pre-screening. Yeah, I know. I, okay. That's a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Right. Cool. So I'll probably I'll come up with something and then see how that goes. But yeah. As long yeah. as it's nothing unreasonable, I think it's totally fine, even if they don't get paid for it. Like, that's just not how it. The paying for it is just not realistic in your case. So, but a, but a test that is that is for a candidate that you want, not super hard, I think is fine. You know. Yeah. And exactly. Then, yeah. Yep. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. So. What else is happening? Um, what else is happening? So, um, actually, um, n- nothing really stuck out for me recently. So, okay. Dropbox has a redesign. eBay is being is being redesigned. They're making some design changes. There's lots of conferences going on. There's uh, um, Budapest. Uh, has a a CSS and a JavaScript conference Um, that's just going on today and yesterday I mean today and tomorrow today and tomorrow so hopefully there'll be uh, some more talks some interesting talks coming out of that because I need I need interesting talks for the next JSConf which will be in June next year Um, because it looks like we might be working on another performance with the nested loops Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, we had a little nice. meeting yesterday, uh-huh. and we're discussing... Uh, oh, that's what that uh, was. I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, hmm, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like uh, the next JSConf is going to be uh, a little bit more... So there's a call for artists, as well as uh-huh. a call for papers. Although, I don't uh-huh. know if the call for papers is open already, but there's a call for artists, and it's quite open. So they want to have more artists somehow involved in the js conf and i i don't know it could it could be i think it can be basically anything um hmm. and it and the artist doesn't have to be involved into uh, in javascript necessarily it's quite open oh, wow. so yeah we'll see what uh <clears throat> what gives there how this is yeah. going to turn out it's going to be in the same location as last year, which is uh, this new location that is uh, uh, quite uh, uh, much more bigger than the one before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is for 2018, though, right? That's right. That's June. Yeah. Yeah. yeah June. June. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. So that's coming up. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Basically, uh, nested loops. Our thing is basically taking taking talks taking interesting uh quotes from talks and putting together oh that's right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and then putting music with it animating Mm -hmm. it and 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 doing all that with javascript and webgl and and all that stuff and what we are basically working on um or thinking about what we can do in order to top what we did last time what was right like every year we have to do next big thing we have to do it a little bit better yeah the year before so right yeah cool so that's what's that's what's happening it's going to be interesting 
Mm-hmm. Um, what, what we were talking about yesterday in the meeting room was interesting because um, like five or ten, ten years ago, the JavaScript and front-end development um, community, like the technology in that community was just was just evolving incredibly evolving incredibly uh quickly and <clears throat> and there was like like revolutions within those ecosystems like every every year multiple revolutions in how to write code and what what is what to do with what cool tricks you can do with css and how do you you know, do certain things with JavaScript. Now, can you write an app now? And now you have this framework and jQuery can do all of that stuff and da-da-da. And it just exploded and exploded and one framework, one over the other framework and this <clears throat> could do more than the other. And, and it was just like constantly happening and and it was um, very, very exciting and constantly all the conferences were all super exciting and there was always very controversial you know speakers often because they had a new idea and it was controversial and people were <laughs> and then and that idea took over the world and stuff like that so um what was what's interesting to see is that that has kind of slowed down a lot because it seems like with javascript um and front end development we reaching some sort of a Uh, a point, um, a Sättigungsgrad. I don't know how to mm-hmm. say it in English. Saturation uh, point. Yeah, like a saturation point where yeah. um, everybody pretty much starts to agree about how to write JavaScript applications, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything is, everything is components. Everything is events up, props down. Like the frameworks basically work very similarly and uh, like it's just implementation details and maybe scope of the framework that's that's different but but a lot of the philosophy of how to do it is the same and um, and not only that yeah and 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 kind of um, and also JavaScript has become so powerful and so fast there's not that many problems like not a lot of problems are remaining unsolved a lot of things you can do a lot of things with the state-of-the-art javascript framework today and it's and in order to to have to to have another revolution in that space it would take so much manpower and so much you know Mm-hmm. work and smarts to now improve on what we're already having and everybody is already like all these people who are doing um, these frameworks are already so smart and they have lots of people working on them so there is all this stuff like a lot of the uh, the improvements are kind of incremental or very deep down in the implementation of the framework like in, in React now they did a total rewrite that um, basically the effect was that your app is smaller and faster for the end mm-hmm. user, right? Yeah. But it's really hard to understand what's really going on in there and stuff like that. If, 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 if you don't, if you don't really take time to go into the details and stuff like that. So there is a kind of, it's, it's getting to some sort of a saturation 
point and it's getting more boring actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> less exciting and so it's harder it's to really Wild find West the anymore. yeah yeah exactly and it's harder to find those explosive talks you know mm -hmm. that you can with the cool lines in it and the and the funny things and stuff like that so uh mm. we'll be we'll be on the hunt for that but it's an interesting yeah. development yeah yeah that is It kind of is. It it kind of proves our point a little bit that we were trying to make with our with our talk in Austria, if mm -hmm. you remember. Yep, I do remember. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> kind of is uh, exactly in that yeah. vein. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's what's up. <clears throat> Other than that, I've seen I've watched um, this show on Netflix called. Uh, Mind Hunter. It's a really cool uh, show. It's hmm. uh, it's it's set in the 70s, and it's basically this young guy who starts at the FBI, and he's in the uh, behavioral behavioral behavior. I don't know how to exp uh, how to say that word. Um, in this unit where they're basically psychologically analyzing serial killers and stuff like that, and it's it's set at that time where they just start doing that where they um this guy comes up with the idea to actually go into the prisons and talk to the serial killers and to to find out why they did what they did and then um they have all these problems to to get it to to get it um approved to be able to do that and they have to fight <laughs> for that and they're calling them sequence killers first and then at some point they're going to be renamed to serial killers <laughs> and uh but it's, it's really cool it's very it's kind of a calm very calm show because lots of it is just those two fbi guys and also one uh professor woman just talking and theorizing mm -hmm. about different serial killers and They also solving little cases on the side with you know with the things that they learn from the from the imprisoned uh, serial killers. Mm -hmm. So it's not gory or anything really. Yeah. You don't really see you know murders or anything. Um, just in pictures, sometimes when they look at pictures and stuff, they don't really show any of that. It's more just uh, how they how they get to their conclusions and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, It's really cool. It's really well made. Looks really great, and it's what's the name of it again? It's called Mind Hunter or Mind, Mind Hunter. Mind Hunters. Okay. It's yeah. I have to see. And you yeah. you log into Netflix. Should be right there. It's pretty new. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very nice show. Yeah, that's the the stuff that runs in our house on Netflix is in a different age category. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. No. Yeah, no TV for our girl time. yet. No, too, oh, yeah. that's a little early. <laughs> that's a little early. Yeah. No, everything's about uh, um, Minecraft on the on the computer still. And oh um, yeah, cool. Is that you know, still Star going Wars, on, huh? the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. And <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I have to try to spend more time with him to get him to transition to maybe looking what's under the hood. But it's still playing the game is still the main driver so right yeah mm -hmm. yes well that's all that's all i have for this this episode so yeah if you don't have more i think we're we're almost done it's a short one but it's a short one a short yeah. one but uh, a great one it is <laughs> <sighs> yeah, okay all right
All right, so uh, all right, let's uh, let's shut it down. Um, okay, I have to get on on the phone with the raccoon anyway. It's exactly, that's important. Night. Try to shorten those two months, man. That's that's too long. <laughs> <laughs> man, I want to get it I'll, down to I'll two packs of peanuts. Two bags of peanuts. Come on, <laughs> make it happen faster. <laughs> Uh, yeah, might have a life I need to work and stuff so it's hard that's we'll see. true yeah. Raquel will be fine right? yeah. she'll be fine I mean it's just apparently those there's lots of food and good like yeah. she's there's waiters and stuff like that she just oh, can't get out it's like a vacation it's like a vacation gold palace with a nice pool yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm H. Gladagots on Twitter. And um, if you like the show, please do leave us a review or a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And um, you can find the show notes at uh, reactive.audio. Yep. And um, you can also join our Slack at um, uh, via the link in the show notes. And I'm Clear Tweets. Oh, and uh, you can also reach us on Twitter at ReactivePod. And Raquel is RockBot on Twitter. Although I don't know if she can, uh, if she has internet in the Gold Palace. Um, but most <laughs> most likely she does. I mean, a Gold Palace must have internet. Yeah. But well, I don't know. Then she could tweet us her coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll go get her. <laughs> Maybe location ter- services don't turn on over there. Oh, yeah. He's probably got those blocked. He's yeah, smart. exactly. Smart. <laughs> <That's> smart. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. Talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.